Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Hey guys, welcome back to Blood Types. We are on season five, episode five. It feels so surreal to uh, be this far into the series already and still feel like there's so much more to go. And if I'm to believe what Reddit says, it gets really bad from here. So let's find out together. But this one is called Let's Boot and Rally. Time is running out. So when Bill and Eric can't find Russell, they turn to Suki for help. Lafayette Lafayette seeks out Jesus' spirit. Terry and Patrick find themselves hostages. Jason has to deal with the after effects of the troubling dream. Jessica decides to give Tara some guidance, and Sam has bad news for Luna. That was one of the shortest synopsises of all time. I know. Surprising there was no chapter two in that. I know, especially because this is such an action-packed episode. Oh my god, I'm gonna fight somebody. Like, I'm <laughs> going to fight somebody. There- We'll just start. I thought I had an idea of how I wanted us to start. We even talked about it, but I'm going rogue. Um, We have to talk about Sam. So the first time we see Sam, he's on a cop car and Andy's coming to talk to him about his friends who were um, shot that he found in episode four. And he tells them, no, they're good people. Nobody should want to hurt them. Um, Like, I don't know. I don't know who did this. And Andy's like, okay, well, stick around. We might need you again. <laughs> and so he just waits around while his friends are literally dead within feet um, while the Bon Tom Sheriff try to, God bless him, do their job. And then you see him again. He runs off to Luna's house and just shows up. And Luna's like, hey, Sam, this isn't a good time. And he goes, listen no like no caveat just like hey our friends are dead just thought you should know and she goes what and then lets him inside he like strokes the like nape of her like this little curvature of her neck while he's just telling them like their friends are dead like he's just like i'm so sorry and it's like it's like around he has her arm around her and then it's a weird like two finger neck stroke <laughs> just cannot I'm just like if somebody touched me like that as I'm opposed like, to five finger death punch two finger neck stroke <laughs> two finger neck stroke they're opening for them I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah this new tour that they're on <laughs> exactly they're just gonna call the, the phalanges tour um so after that like Luna's crying because she's like they're good people who would even want to do that um, but good for her. She goes, hey, Sam, you're going to have to go. So Emma's having some trouble sleeping and I got to go. And so he leaves. And then these horrible people in, I don't know, what is it about the president's masks? I hate it. But they gun Sam down. They, they shoot him immediately after they call him a shifter. And then Luna comes out in slow motion and you hear Sam be like, no. And they gun Luna down. And then who else comes out? Fucking Emma. Emma had to watch her mother die. She lost her father, which I don't know if it's much of a loss for her. And then she had to watch her mom die. This bitch is six. Like, 
and they tried to shoot her and then she turns into a puppy and leaves i was about to say not only is she six she is a husky like does everybody have to be traumatized in the show yeah i i just don't okay so i don't know how like the sam storyline and ends up being in future episodes but in the book sam is who suki ends up with whoa she saves him after he's murdered and uses something on him to like say make him come back from the dead and eric is upset because he had been promised by godric to someone for marriage and was hoping that suki would use that to get him out of the marriage instead and instead she was like nah i'm gonna save sam and they get married i can't compute i know right it's crazy so i'm interested like like sam can't die right no uh, he is a white man i feel like he will, <laughs> he will make it through ah uh, yes the most resilient breed of all <laughs> but i forgot every time i see sam i guess it's been a hot minute because i totally forgot about him and i forgot about alcide not alcide yeah. Hoyt. i forgot about Hoyt. Mm. like i saw when sam like comes into the show i forget i just forget how attractive this man is i just forget about him yeah just remember the horse <laughs> <laughs> If we ever get headquarters, that's going up. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Just on every door. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, is these people, while this is happening, are recording. So we'll see what happens with those videos. All right. So that's pretty much Sam's thing, but I'm just so mad. Why yeah. does she have to lose her mom? I it don't seems know. Like random death ever. Yeah. And it's all Sam's fault. Sam, this could have been a phone call. He could have sent her a text message like, hey, just so you know these people are dead. You might want to take Emma and go. Yeah. I wonder if they followed him there. Probably. They were waiting. They, they had to have known that he was going to be going with them. So maybe the people thought like, Oh, Sam's going to be with them. And when he wasn't, they were like, that's fine. We'll just wait. He's going to show up. Do you think that they're like, um, a bounty hunters for supernatural people? Ooh, Sam and Dean Winchester. Hello. But just like more lethal. Like if uh, Sam and Dean were also in the perch. Mm, yeah. And had a weird thing for blackface and wearing President Obama's face on theirs. I hate the president mask. Even when like people would do it for Ronald Reagan. Like it's, it's just- so scary. I am not a fan of people in costume though. I hate people in costume. So to me, I'm like, get rid of masks. Like those masks, not masks that prevent us from getting illnesses. Right. So that's. Sam. The next one I wanted to talk about is let's go into Jason because he kind of intermingles with uh, Sam a little bit. Okay. Um, this was weird with Jason. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. So he wakes up after being zapped at the fairy club mm-hmm. and he wakes up and he's like supposed to be like a child. He's supposed to be a child, and he wakes up in child's pajamas. They're He-Man pajamas. But his whole family is sitting, well, his whole family, quote unquote, is sitting at the table, like the breakfast table, and it's his mom and his dad, and was supposed to be Sookie, who looks like four. And so he, like, he goes to the table, and they start talking about, like, um, his t-ball game his t-ball game that's coming up and then um jason starts eating his cereal and he looks up and his dad starts bleeding from his neck 
is squirting out of his neck into his oatmeal that his dad is continuing to eat. And then his mom, he goes, hey, mom, like, dad, you're bleeding. And um, his mom looks at him and goes, do you want some sex, Jason? And, and she's like, even a blowjob? And I'm like, no, uh-huh, no, no. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, that ruined it for me. I was just like, no, when your mom starts asking if you want some sex. Yeah, I that made me so uncomfortable like physical cringe even now as we're talking about it like head in your hands being like oh that's rough there's a four-year-old at the same table (laughs) don't talk to your son that way you want a blowjob you're not even a blowjob jason to not have the parents asking their child for sex for sex yeah i feel like that's easy to avoid just don't and he gets awakened by his phone and to tell them that there's a murder that they have to go do their jobs and also andy who's naked at his own place and arlene has to come in there and tell him to answer his phone or else he's gonna wake the baby but then it wakes the baby but i think i do you have a favorite line this episode the reason i bring mine up now is when jason and andy are at the the crime scene Mm -hmm. so they start talking about how he had sex with a fairy and then and he's like i don't care who it is i've i have a good thing going with holly and it's not gonna mess it up and jason goes you know what's fucked up and andy's like i got a whole list of reasons and i'm like me too he goes I got a pretty long list is what he says actually uh, jason goes you know what's fucked up and andy says i got a pretty long list and i'm like me too and that's the reason i brought mine up it's okay if you don't have yours i i have it but i will save it until the end of the episode sounds good Okay. So yeah, um, he is naked, like you said, and he has woken the baby up. And so he answers his phone and is also being told like, Hey, by the way, don't forget about the murder that's happening here. Um, please go do your job. So they go to where Sam and Luna's friends have been murdered, Suzanne and Emery, and he is checking the bodies and sees his dead parents again. And instead of seeing the actual victims, he sees them in their place with vampire bites like he did at breakfast. And then Andy like calls Jason over and he is like, Jason, how did you get home? Do you remember how I got home? Like what the fuck happened last night? And Andy is like, I don't remember anything. Please tell me something. And Jason is like, the people that were there were fairies and they fucked with us. And Andy's just like, no, (laughs) that's not what happened. Like, I definitely didn't fuck a fairy. The thing is, did Jason know that's what Sookie is? He has to, because Hadley said it, right? Oh, maybe. And she had the fairy godmother. Uh, Well, I don't think Jason knew any of that. But I forgot maybe Hadley had told them. I just thought she was like, where's Sookie? I thought she was dead. We need to bring her here and protect everybody. Maybe he doesn't know. But he was very confident. I was like, damn, it took us how many seasons to figure it out? She was a fairy? <laughs> and then he goes, no, those are fairies. Right on, like, on site. Yeah. He's like, I can clock a fairy from a mile away. I can smell them. Fairy dar. So Andy is now talking to Sam. And kind of what we said earlier about how Andy is asking him questions. Sam's like, they invited me over for dinner. And I found them on the porch. And who wanted them dead? We don't know. And then this is where Sam tells Andy like hey I'm a shifter and Andy's like stick around pal we may gotta take you downtown 
as the cops would say in the 1930s, I assume. Where do you want to go next? So Jason and Andy are continuing their investigation and Jason finds a wooden bullet and he's like, oh, they probably have a grudge against vampires. And before vampires made themselves public, the supernatural were like killing forever and making it look like everyone was just dying from natural circumstances. And Jason's like, vampires have been getting away with murder for far too long and we've got to put a stop from it. Nope, let's not do it. And Andy's like, well, this is where they fired from. And this is the kind of tires they had on their vehicle, which you haven't solved one murder so far, but you just happen to know every single tire track in existence. Okay. And then he's like, they were murdered in cold blood. It's like, this is the most work you've done all this time and you still don't know what's happening. Good job using all those cop words though. Yeah. <laughs> wow, these tire tracks. <laughs> they must have been parked right here. They drove up <laughs> and they shot him in cold blood and the, the victims had no clue what was happening. Like, I'd know a Toyota Corolla anywhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's kind of where we leave them. So where would you like to go now? We should go talk about Terry and somebody else who was killed in cold blood. So uh, Terry and them find Eller, which in the last episode, and he decides to tie them up into chairs. So Patrick and Terry are tied up and pretty much held hostage. And Eller, first, what kind of threw me, he goes, did anything follow you? And I said, anything? (laughs) Did anything follow you? That's a vast, that is a vast kind of thing there buddy and that's when he tells them the story it's like no there's a fire monster and I saw it kill I guess another friend of theirs and he goes I jumped out of a window and just ran and never started never stopped running and you turned out it's an imprint 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 yeah and this is when Terry has the perfect flashback and during their terrible night, not only did they kill or get a whole village of people killed, there was one person who had survived. And Terry's like, listen, we, she's alive. We, sh- we should get uh, medical and help her. And Patrick's like, um, no. He goes, um, you only need to worry about your brethren. And so death check her or whatever. And Terry's like, what? And since he's the commander, he, before he shoots this lady, she curses him and says, literally, an imprint will curse you and kill everything you've ever loved. And Terry's like, okay, and then just shoots her. Honestly, though, I think the curse was justified. I think the curse was justified, too. I'm like, yeah, you all deserve death. Mm -hmm. You did some horrible shit. Mm -hmm. And then just killed this woman in cold blood. So we find out what this monster at least is called, but after they ki- they kill her to make sure everybody's dead, they burn the bodies and Terry remembers seeing um, the fire monster. Yeah. That night. And he tells Eller, no, I believe you. Like, I saw it too. And that's when um, he's like, but we gotta get out of here. We're all together. That's exactly what it wants. And Patrick attacks Eller as soon as he gets freed and says no we're good good acting but we gotta we gotta time up and Terry's like I wasn't I wasn't acting I I didn't see this thing and he goes okay yeah 
if you're either gonna you're gonna help me tie this man up or you can get the fuck out and terry's like i'm getting the fuck out do you think patrick believes do you think are you asking me if i think patrick believes in the monster yeah uh no i think that he thinks that these guys are just having ptsd flashes well patrick essentially tells them like or tells terry after he's like we're gonna call the cops on him tomorrow and have him arrested he's like you guys were on drugs like you didn't really see anything you like i know that eller was burning our homes blah 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 and then we so i don't think that patrick believes because he's like no you guys were on, we were all drinking and partying and then we went through a traumatic event so like your brain is just justifying it or whatever that makes sense what do you think i feel like he might because he didn't really say anything it's when he said wow that acting was really good yeah he's the mastermind of it all he's probably the one setting the fires yeah because he this guy's in what like wyoming why would he drive from wyoming to set fire to terry's house and then leave when patrick just showed up right after the fire happened and has stuck around this entire time and is now like oh by the way terry you need to leave your family and we need to go find this guy yeah like why does he need to wait till the morning to call the Mm -hmm. cops yeah the cops don't sleep they're going they're gonna be up (laughs) just call them and then leave it's like a yeah anonymous tip yeah would you have the anonymous tip the freet gave me an insight knowledge (laughs) (laughs) i'm psychic and i see yeah. there's a guy um chained up in um under the basement cubby hole yeah i don't know i'm not a big fan of patrick i don't even no, know he's the worst why he needs to be here why this whole smoke monster needs to happen because everyone needs a storyline i thought russell was the big bad again well i think it's patrick and watch sookie take it out at the 11th hour like she always <laughs> No, I think it's going to go away because of the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> That's my g- vote for the Afrit this time. <laughs> I hope so. I, they need a good storyline about friendship. <laughs> That's what this show is lacking. <laughs> oh, I have, a, I have a theory. I have to share a theory once we get to it. It's, I don't want to... It's during the Suki and Eric and Al Seed and all that stuff. So Okay. Well, to wrap up, Terry Eller is in the basement and he, we start seeing smoke surround him. He screams as the Afrit reaches for him in the cloud of smoke. So I assume that there won't be a body to call the police about in the morning. Uh, but where do you want to go next? Let's well, kind of like a choose your own adventure. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Lafayette. Okay. So... Lafayette comes back home after hopefully getting uh, Sookie's car towed. He was supposed to. (laughs) But he comes in and he's freaking out and he goes, I don't want this. I could have killed Sookie and um, I just need to talk to Jesus. So he uh, breaks all of his figurines because they have faces and voices and he's going crazy. So he tears down his little shrine and then that's what he yells for Jesus. And um, you don't really see him again until the till he looks over and there's Jesus's head on his table. Yeah. yeah on his table and the, the his mouth is stitched. Like all stitched up. 
And he also shows up to Lafayette's mom. Yeah. Who can tell what he's saying. Because she goes, okay, I'll tell Lafayette. And then starts screaming. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I don't really know. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is a lot. This is a lot to process. But all of this is Jesus' fault. And now he can't even say anything. Yeah, it's Jesus' fault. Lafayette didn't even want to be mixed into the magic, but Jesus kept pushing it and pushing yeah. it and pushing it. And then now, look, he's he's getting fucked over. And I thought Jesus left was like, keep on breathing, baby, <laughs> and then goes off to the afterlife. Yeah, I don't know why he's back. And why can his mom hear him, hear, like, hear what he's saying and not... Anyone maybe else? they're gonna they maybe they're gonna be like she wasn't schizophrenic after all she mm. was just a psychic of course everybody has to have something yeah can this is why i am always questioning like what makes me special because all of these tv shows are like everyone has a special ability and i'm like i want a fucking special ability what would you want i want to talk i'll talk to ghosts that seems like the easiest one so far yeah nobody has a nobody has a magic trick that i'd want yet Okay, but out of everything that we have seen, which one would you take? Oh, I'd want to be a main ad for sure. Ooh, okay. Good point. Man. Okay, but I don't know. The ritual doesn't seem fun. I just won't search for him. You just let him come to you. (laughs) That sounds like me. That sounds like my approach. You're like, I can't wait to meet Mr. Wright inside my house. It's like that's so much work to build an altar. I'll just like play <laughs> hard to get, but then I can yeah. control everyone. Okay, you're right. Being a main ad would be the best. Yeah, I think that that had like endless power. I think my order is main ad, shifter, medium. Because a shifter, you can just hide in plain sight. Like you don't have to turn into an animal. That's true. You have the most control over your transformation over everything else personally i would rather be a shifter because shifters don't do the whole pack thing okay yeah and that was becker's right yeah okay yeah so shout out to becker's for that because when i read that on our instagram i was like yeah that makes so much sense you're 100 right that sounds like a dream your pack master either and some of these like even alcide at the end of this episode gets forced to gets forced to shift so other things have control over you. Yeah, the werewolf laws are strange. So yeah, I think your um, main ad is the correct answer. And also shout out to Becker's. Also shout out to Becker's. You're a real one. Um, she really is. <laughs> uh, I really, yeah, I feel like that's a good one. I don't know if I'd want to be, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be a whatever Lafayette is because he just gets possessed and then can't control anything I mean I'm sure that if he would have had the proper training that he'd be fine but um he wasn't really in a good work environment (laughs) he was just had a shitty boss who pushed things on him and was like hey you have to learn to be a witch right now and also we have to go to Mexico and Mm -hmm. uh we have to find a snake and then oh my loved one has died figure it out I'm just gonna kill your boyfriend yeah, I'll just murder you. It's fine. <laughs> Tara is at Fantasia looking hot as hell. She looked so good. Her hair, so cute outfit, 10 out of 10. And 
so Pam notices her and is like, hey, you're going to be a bartender now because now this club belongs to me and we're understaffed. So get to work. So Tara is back behind the bar and somebody orders a true blood and then a human is flirting with Tara after Tara shows her fangs. And then Tara just grabs her and feeds on her, which all happens so quickly. <laughs> I know. I never see that girl get off the floor. I don't think she does. So Tara grabs her, pulls her across the bar, and then Pam whoops in, whooshes in, and then disciplines her. But you never see this girl again until the end of the episode, and Pam is like, we are not going to feed where people can record us and report us to the authority. Okay? So we're not going to do. She's like, if I catch you doing it, I will put you in your coffin and I will silver you and I will let you rot for the next millennium. Which, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, would she be in trouble if Tara got in trouble? Yeah, 100%. She's her maker. And plus it is her establishment. Yeah, so double whammy. She'd get her, like, like, her bar taken away and she'd probably get the true death for not keeping her progeny under control. Well, Jessica's there and she watches the entire thing. And then Pam drops Tara essentially and is like, okay, everyone back to work. Uh, so Jessica then finds Tara and is like, hey, can I get a true blood? And then she's like, hey, being a new vampire sucks. Like you're going to have impulses. And I totally get it. Um, it sucks when I was a newborn vampire. And like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. So they bond and Jessica's like, I know you have a lot of feelings and emotions, but you can do it. And I would love to be your friend. And Tara's like, okay, we'll see. The last time I trusted a girl, it didn't go that well. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then Jessica asks Tara, like, have you ever fed on anyone? Which like, she literally just did. Yeah. Like right in front of you. (laughs) So, uh, okay. And Tara is like, yeah, I loved it. It was the best thing ever. And then, then Jessica was like, well, just wait until you're having sex with a human. And then you feed on them. It's so incredible. And Jessica is like, we're going to be young and hot forever. And the world is going to embrace us. And we're going to have a great old time because we're going to be young, hot and vampires. And Tara's like, hell yeah, girl. And then they just, they're like best friends now. This is exactly the friendship that she needs is somebody to be like, Hey, we're going to have a hot girl summer. You may be a vampire, but Megan the Stallion like walked so we could all run into Hot Girl Summer with open arms. Well, I think they had to walk before Megan the Stallion. <laughs> no, walk. Megan the Stallion is like it's like um A M S or, or like B M S before Megan the Stallion and A M S <laughs> after Megan the Stallion. Um, and I am a firm believer that any hot girl shit uh, is always you know, after Megan the Stallion, she paved the way for all of us. This came out when she was in her teens. Well, I didn't make the rules, okay? I'm just <laughs> living in her world. I'm just telling you what, what it, the gospel says. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I convert if I'm not even, if I'm not already in that religion, I convert. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I kind of like their friendship. Mm-hmm. I feel like not only is Jessica um authentic but Tara was like I just have so many feelings and nobody that she's come in contact with once cares about how she's feeling for one they just kind of tell her what to do yeah and she goes yeah they're all so old and intense and and we're young 
and hot and the world's our oyster like you said um the only thing is they get off to a rough patch for a while because tara um sees hoyt outside of the bar yeah and he's dressed like um, eyeliner <laughs> i don't know what he's he's wearing a button up purple shirt that's cut off sleeves and a red tie and just going around being a fang banger when he literally like said all that horrible stuff to jessica yeah about her blood and her like them being he's like i'm into it though it's my kink so <laughs> he's trying to be a whore because yeah. what is my blood not good enough for you and then takes her cigarette and then she's like go home to your mom who's your mom think you are right now hoy <laughs> He needed to be knocked down all of the pegs. Start this man at the bottom. Again, I forgot he existed. I forgot yeah. he existed. Honestly, I, my life was better when he wasn't here, so. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> she also finds out that she can smoke a cigarette in one puff, which I think would be really obnoxious. Especially how expensive that they are. Yeah, uh, not, not for me. I'd be like, well, I guess I don't smoke anymore. Yep. This is it. I'm gonna have to get a vape pen. <laughs> Even that would suck. You'd do like two or three and you'd be like, well, shit. So um JK though, because Tara just is like, yeah, actually I will feed on you. And so she has him in the bathroom at Fantasia. And Jessica is feeding on the girl that Tara was talking to earlier. And then when Hoyt tells Tara to stop. Jessica is like, uh, what the fuck? And pulls Tara off of him. And then they fight in the bathroom, which all good girl fights are always in a bathroom. And it's a weird, they, they, I guess it's a fighting stance, yeah. but it's where they're like holding each other's necks. <laughs> Hot. If you're in a choking. Like the, the hair, but they're, they're fighting all around that bathroom. And I'm surprised Tara has a chance since Jessica's older. I feel like Tara was already physically strong, though. She, I mean, she was just an MMA fighter. I mean, look at her arms. I know. Beautiful. 10 out of 10. Beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Um, so that's kind of where we leave them literally fighting over horse. <laughs> Not the white man to fight over, in my opinion. <laughs> I wonder, I'm surprised, like, Jessica didn't run into him. How did she not know he was there? Couldn't she smell him or sense his blood because she's fed off of him and vice versa? Yeah, but why does she care if he's getting fed on? I mean, because it would still suck to see somebody you consider a friend make out with your ex. That's not what they were doing. They were not. <laughs> I, I know, but that's like their equivalent. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I guess the meat and potatoes are left. All right. Uh, yeah, because everything else is like, Suki did this, Russell did this, Suki did this. Yeah, I'm kind of glad. Okay, so they we start and they are aggressively making out on the couch. Yeah. And he lifts her and takes her to the bedroom. And man, he is, he is ready. He goes, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. I can't wait for this to happen. And I didn't know what he was doing with his belt at first, but he like takes it and swoops it all the way off. Yeah. And he's standing there in his beautiful body. And <laughs> they shouldn't have stopped to talk because no. she, I'll see. And then she just literally pukes all over his shoes. 
But my <laughs> note is, I'm glad that uh, Bill and Eric waited until the mood was definitely over before rudely interrupting them. I know. I love the fact that they are just standing there watching, which, okay, we're not even going to address that. And then they're like, ah, perfect timing. This works in our favor. I mean, it definitely wouldn't go in anywhere after that. Like, <laughs> I love how Eric then is like, oh, well, I'll see. You sure know how to treat a lady. But uh, I have to tell you, I want whatever Suki was having because she's a whole vibe. Drunk Suki is a whole yeah. vibe. So they get dressed and they go back down to the kitchen and they're like, hey, we need you. We got to find Russell. Um, so we need you to see if you can unglamour someone. Doug. <laughs> Yeah, if she doesn't know, she goes, I've never done it on command. But she, when she looks through her fingers, and they're all barking at each other. <laughs> and then she starts laughing, and she goes, oh, well, another vampire just wants to suck my blood. It must be Thursday. <laughs> and I'm like, hilarious. Hilarious. I wish Suki was like this all the time. But she sobers up really quickly. By the time they get to Doug, she's fine. She, yeah, love drunk Suki. Wish that was me 24-7. And that is the Suki that um, I would love to remember, no matter how much she pisses us off in the future, because she will, inevitably. Uh, so she is like, if I made the right choices, my life would go back to normal, but that's not going to happen. And so we need to go to this parking garage so I can meet Doug. And she is like, can I read your mind? And he says, I don't remember much, but Suki sees a woman approaching and he, she starts pushing further in his mind and starts seeing this woman dig Russell out with her hands. And he is super weak. And obviously it looks fucking disgusting. And she notices that this person is wearing the pendant of the authority and bill is like told you it was nora nora's the fucking bitch who did this like we have to go get her and eric is like no that's not real we can't do that like nora didn't do this this is i just want to stop you really quick because this is when my theory Mm -hmm. comes in um i think it was salome Ooh, okay that was i i could see that yeah just the body framing, mm-hmm. if it wasn't Nora, I think it's Salome. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like she's she's kind of on the edge enough, and she has the most freedom where I think she could be able to leave. Right. And just the body framing of it looked like. And she's also already proven that these people, like she has gotten these people to trust her. All of them. All of them trust her. And also when she talks to the guardian later on in the episode and she's like, listen, they're creating an uprising. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's, um, it's when he's like staring at the blood, which is fucking mm-hmm. weird. But that's just what I wanted to interject is I don't think it's Nora. I think it's Salome. You know what? I think you're right. Thank Let's you. go with it. That's our theory. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. There are seven more episodes. So we'll so bill obviously is like it's her it's her it's her and eric is like no she went through so much to save us like that would make sense so then we flash to nora who is praying to lilith in her cell and nigel tells her about alexander dying from roman and nora looks up at the security camera and is like hey the sanguinistas will rise up and the warriors are coming so fuck off like 
Get yeah, we're going to come get you. So I'm going to mess up the name, but I think it's Dieter, D-I-E-T-E-R, turns on the UV lights and is burning Nora and Nigel. So Salome is watching and is like, what, what are Bill and Eric doing? Like, where are they? We, we need some stuff. And so Dieter is like, they went to Bon Tom, they bought coffee and a box of cookies, and then they went to a parking facility in Shreveport. And so Salome is like, tell Bill and Eric that they have until dawn to find Russell or they're going to fucking die. So then Salome goes back to where Roman or goes to find Roman and he is in Lilith's chambers and he is standing in front of blood and he is talking about the chancellor Drew. And Roman is like, Drew is a great man. Uh, he was a great man. And they, since they drafted the vampire rights stuff together, he's like, that's my bestie. We're going to, you know, ride or die. So Roman is like, I don't know how Drew lost his way. And was like, I don't understand how he was corrupted by all of this. And he's like, some vampires believe that the vial contains the blood of Lilith. And he's like, but they're misguided about that just like humans are about the body of christ and salome is like the sanguinistas are are growing like we need to take this threat seriously and we're we need to get the shit under wraps because otherwise we're going to die and we need to gain control of them i still think she's two-faced and there's something about her i just don't like so also i wanted to be um when they're in the van coming to the asylum where um doug's memory has led them um Bill's like I know it was Nora like you already said and my, my Eric's in my head Eric's response was like no Bill I know Nora she wouldn't do <laughs> we're brother and sister and also fuck buddies so I love how their family ties are so strong when you've never never said anything about yeah her. Until convenient but I guess it had to be under wraps but my um, secret sister <laughs> sure uh russell's in a abandoned asylum like i already said and they're going through and i don't i don't like it i don't like the asylum (laughs) i mean i feel like it's exciting and getting excited but like it just took so much time just walking around it and nothing exciting until they found the um the bodies the live bodies hanging from a room which i guess is like future meals yeah that was weird and that guy was like i have money if you take me down um and they like that guy tells him tells the group that uh all the, everybody's taken down the hall and they kind of never come back and that's where like oh russell must be down the hall so the scooby-doo game <laughs> go down the hall and they find russell in bed and he goes i've been waiting for you guys like what took you so long um and eric's like remember me which how can you not he killed the bull mm-hmm. in your life and he goes i come to finish what i started and he goes well just like talbot and i say bring it on um and then behind them i'll see just randomly shifts so my favorite my favorite line kind of happens in the mix of this since we were talking about favorite lines earlier so during this time, um, when they are talking about possibly splitting up, Suki's like, I have a headache and I have to pee. So I just want to get this over with. And they're like, ha ha ha, you're so funny. So as they're in there and they're exploring all around, 
uh, and they find the the bodies. Doug is like, I never made it to New York. I never made it to New York. Like I can't die. And Eric goes, New York City smells like pee, and the people are rude. <laughs> and I was like, the one time I went to New York, the it did smell like pee, but the people were really nice. Everyone I saw talked to in New York was very kind. I've only been to New York one time mm-hmm. for a school trip, and we were walking in Times Square to go to uh, the broad the Broadway show, and some guy was selling. It was back in two thousand eight, or two thousand nine. It was one of those, but Obama watermelon flavored condoms. Okay. I- he was a black man, so I it does it doesn't make it better because it's still the whole thing. So that's the episode. But let me guess. I know you said before we started recording, you have some fun facts. Yeah. Well, there is some more stuff about Roman we can talk about. Oh, he makes a like epic monologue into the, the episode. Yeah. So he is talking to the members of the authority, and he's like, "I am the fucking guardian." And I have to secure the future for vampires. And he's like, the Sanguinistas are trying to turn back the clock and we, they don't want to coexist with humans like we do. We are going to mainstream bitches. We are going to be out here. They're going to love us. We are going to love them. We're not doing it. And so he's like, we can either return to the shadows or we can extend Lilith's mercy to all of humanity and we can all be equals. And he is like, the sanguinistas think that mainstreaming is gross and against our nature and that Lilith's true intention quote-unquote is for the vampires to feed on humans and be like the top of the food chain roman is like but that is not what we're doing we are going to mainstream we are going to like live with humans and that's going to be it and so he is like let your subjects know that he will not tolerate the tyranny of madmen and fanatics and will not stand by as zealots hijack their cause and then he goes on to say and so he says they will fight until the night cleanse them of their sins and lead them to victory and then they all show their fangs get on one knee and go i and they get some blood, I guess, of Lil- or of Lilith's supp- supposed blood, quote unquote. I thought that it would uh, be good to put that in there so we know kind of what the, the stakes are, if you will. Yeah, it felt like a movie, like the way it ended and how dramatic with the whole speech and everything and it kind of touching on ever like they kind of recapped where everybody was. Like mm-hmm. Jason's crying in the cemetery and... Um, all that other stuff it flashed over (laughs) and then everything else i honestly don't remember (laughs) i was like it was in there for sure i can't remember if sam was off the ground oh was sam looking at luna's dead body that's what it was Mm -hmm. yeah he was moving around wouldn't you think he should play dead before they try to shoot him again He's like, man. He's like, Luna. And then he's like, yeah. What if she ends up surviving? No, she watched her. He watched her die. I know, but come on. It's true blood. No, it's literally like a soap opera. No one dies. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So we'll see. I I think that's so sad. Um. Now they're gonna have to give like Sam can't raise a child. 
he'd have to give it back to Martha. Yeah. Look how well her other child turned out. She. All right. Well, I know we got to wrap this up, but I have a fun fact for you. Okay. Well, besides the fact that Alexander Skarsgård was once enlisted in the Swedish Navy, which is something that you and I will have to uh, talk about later because only I know your true feelings. <laughs> um, I found this on BuzzFeed. Kristen Bauer, who plays Pam, practices reciting her Swedish lines hundreds of times. Isn't that insane? Hundreds of times. And then uh, my other one was that Ryan I'm not even going to attend this last one because I'm going to say it wrong, but who plays Jason Stackhouse, went to audition for a Steven Spielberg movie, left his bike in Steven Spielberg's parking place, and then uh, did not get that job. So there's some fun facts for you from BuzzFeed. Well, if he would have got that job, I wonder if that would have inflicted, like, interfected with him playing Jason. Uh, Probably. Oh, also, there's apparently a porn parody uh, of True Blood. So for research purposes, I might watch it. So for, um, it's kind of a porno in itself. I know, like how much more sex can we get? Well, we didn't get any this episode and I'm kind of glad because I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch y'all see Suki do it. <laughs> They're going to have sex well, at some sure point. Will. And they'll be together and I'll just have to go to therapy for that. And <laughs> But I don't know. I, it's just like, she just broke up. It's just a rebound. And this means so much more to him. Like, don't play with this. Yeah. You don't want that? You don't want a relationship? Uh, not especially with the person who murdered your ex. Right? Apparently he don't give a shit. He's like, yeah, I was kind of hoping that he would die. That was my only way out. Well, he adjourned her. So he didn't give a shit what happened to her after that. He did. He did adjourn her. <laughs> Every breakup in the show is so dramatic. This is why we can't have nice things, okay? Can't just somebody ended in a text message? Yeah, come on. Like another girl's picture on Instagram yeah. or something. <laughs> like, it's over, bye. And then that's it. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go my own way. <laughs> All right, well, that was episode five. I would say follow us on Instagram. But let's be honest, y'all know that we're bad at Instagram. So we love you guys. You can follow us on our own personal Instagrams if you want and reach out at any time. And we'll probably be just as bad because neither of us post on our personal Instagrams that much either. <laughs> we just don't know how to do social media and that's fine. We're two working ladies. Yeah, I don't have time. I only have time to like things on Instagram. I don't have time to post. TikTok has my entire soul. So. <laughs> I have a timer on my Instagram. So once I go over my minutes, that's when I'm like, oh, fuck, I should have posted. And then I'm like, oopsie, Oopsie. my timer's run out. (laughs) Tomorrow. Anyways. Well, I loved it. I can't wait to talk about the next episode because it seems like shit is hitting the fan.